Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season one. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. All right. Hi, everybody. So this week we're doing something a little different. Um, We'll do this at the end of each season. So it's our end of season wrap up. Basically, we'll discuss some of our ideas about the season. For the last few minutes, we'll have a spoiler section where we'll talk about how things from season one are going to lead to future plot lines. We'll give you a warning before that starts. So if you're a first time viewer, feel free to end the episode there and take a look back at that later on after you've seen the full series if you want to. All right, so let's get right into it. What's the first thing you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like we had such a crazy season one. So much to get into. I know. Um, So I'm thinking maybe the first thing we can cover, I know I sent you like a whole list of things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, So I'm thinking maybe we can start with some of our little lists that we worked out and then we could talk about some characters and plot lines afterwards. Okay, sounds good. All right. So I ranked my top 10 episodes like as far as what I think are the best stories of the season. I kind of did it still in the sense of like my favorites. Okay, yeah. So I did, I have a list of my five favorites and then I have a list of like what I think the 10 best episodes are. Okay, yeah, I think I, I mean, I I sort of did that too because when I was making my list, I was trying to figure that out. Like, am I just putting this here because I like it the most or like because it was actually like a really well-developed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mine's kind of maybe a little out of place, but it's all right. (laughs) And I will say there's a lot of overlap between the two lists, but... um, Yeah. All right, so let me get into it. So when I'm ranking episodes in order of which ones I think are the best episodes of the season, this is my top 10. So at number 10, I have From Fear to Eternity. At number nine, I have The Truth is Out There and It Hurts. At number eight, I have The Witch is Back. At number seven, I have Secrets and Guys, which I didn't think I would put, but I did. Number six, I have Out of Sight. Number five, I have The Power of Two. Number four, I have Is There a Woogie in the House? Number three, I have that 70s episode. Number two, I have Deja Vu all over again. And number one, I have Love Hurts. Okay, so I think I think some of ours are a little similar. Um, so I haven't, do you want me to like read my list too and then we'll talk about both of them? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so mine, like I said, was a little more in the order of like less about the storyline, more about whether I liked them the best or not. <laughs> so at number 10, I have the power of two. At number nine, I have Feats of Clay. At eight, I have The Wendigo. And then seven, I put Dead Man Dating. Six, I put The Witch is Back. 
five is something wicked this way comes. Four is from fear to eternity. Three is, is there a woogie in the house? Two is love hurts. And one is that 70s episode. Okay. So we have some overlap, some uh, yeah, non-overlapping. <laughs> now, yes, I can definitely tell you did it based on favorites by the fact that the Wendigo is on there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no. The Wendigo, I just, is one of my favorites. Love I have um, Dead Man Dating in my favorite list. I didn't put it in my top episode list, though. Yeah, for me, it felt like, like, the first thing I thought of was, I mean, not only is it a really enjoyable episode, but I like that we get different ideas, like, from another culture in that episode, and the fact that I feel like he was the first, that was the first love interest we saw from Piper, besides, like, after Jeremy kind of thing. I don't know, to me, it was, like, really intriguing, and I really, not to mention, um, Phoebe gets a job for the first time in that episode, like all around, just a good little like things happening in season one, it felt like for me. Yeah. And also in that episode, I mean, we get, you know, the beginnings of the connections between Prue and Phoebe starting to grow, where Prue is starting to like trust Phoebe and her powers. So there's definitely a lot of plot stuff that happens in that episode. Like it, I get having that on your list. It makes sense yeah. to me. But yeah, I mean, a lot of ours, I mean, we have them in a bit of a different order, but we have a lot of the same ones. I think there's no denying that Love Hurts has to be somewhere on a top list. Like if you don't have that in the top, whether it's your favorites or like whether you think it's the best episodes of the season, like it belongs up there. It is an amazing episode and 100%. I mean, you had it as your number one. I had it as my number two. So we totally. (laughs) Yeah same vibe and I had to put the very first episode in there something wicked this way comes although it's not like the craziest episode demon wise and things like that it's the beginning of their story and the way they go about it and the confusion and Phoebe first coming back like this is where we first get to see what everyone how everyone feels what everyone's like to each other what happens how they develop their powers like to me, it's just always been one of my favorites and a very important episode, obviously. No, definitely. And I think if, like, I had ranked every episode beginning to end, like, something Book of This Boy Comes would have been number 11 on my list. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no way it's not in the first half of the best episodes of the season. Oh, for sure. So why don't you talk about your number 10? Oh, so yeah, my number 10 was from Fear to Eternity, and I have that way higher up to me. That Well, was that's because I ranked it not among favorites. I ranked it as like, what's the best episode? Okay, fair enough. Because on, okay, let me read for you my favorites list. That way you kind of get an idea of that order too. So for my favorites, I put The Power of Two as number one, From Fear to Eternity as number two, Love Hurts as number three. That 70s episode is number four and Dead Man Dating is number five. Okay, yeah, so mine's mine's a little bit different. I mean, mine's literally just the same as the first half of my list. Yeah. <laughs> but I still felt that those were like really important episodes in general. So I have that 70s episode is number one. Love Hurts is number two. Is There a Woogie in the House is number three. From Fear to Eternity is number four. And Something Wicked This Way Comes. 
yeah so we have a lot of overlap in that and even in our you know top episodes we have a lot of overlap but yeah when it comes to like which episodes I think are the strongest most of these I chose I might not have chosen these if you'd asked me at the beginning what I thought the best episodes of season one were going to be I feel like our discussions especially when it comes to secrets and guys because never before this watch in our discussion would I have ranked that in the top 10 episodes of season one I can Which say one that for is a secrets fact. and guys again why am I like that's thinking? the one where um with the little boy Max and Leo comes back oh and, yeah. you know yeah I totally understand why that one was uh could have been on your strongest episode list and like out of sight too. I mean, so much happens in that episode. And I feel like in previous watches, like I liked that episode and I understood that it was important because of the Andy stuff. But after our conversation, I see just how big that episode was for the season. And that's why I ranked it kind of as my number six. Right, right. Uh, yeah, no, I totally understand that. So how about your number one, Love Hurts? Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, part of it would be because I think it's such a beautiful episode because of the Piper and Leo storyline, but I truly believe that that is the strongest episode of the season. I think that the storylines are there, the character development for the sisters is there, the switching powers, I think, really provides an element that gets to show us the connections growing so much stronger that like we couldn't have seen without that plot line so I really just everything about that episode I mean the metaphor for the abusive relationship like I feel like every element of that episode is carried out so strongly and that's why I had to rank it as my number one yeah I I definitely agree and all of those factors were a big part of why I put it as my number two especially like the message it was trying to send and the the connections that we had gone over I probably would have put it on this list somewhere like before before having discussed the episodes it definitely still would have been on the list but I don't think that I would have had it so high up because I've never really thought about it that deeply you know before it was always like oh just Leo comes back like yay but then after talking about it I realized all these important factors and how strong it really was and how much I really do enjoy this episode and like appreciate everything that the writers did here. So that's why I had to rank it up top or, you know, number two. For me, I put my number one as that 70s episode because as far as the characters and, you know, storyline and the show itself, like this is the episode where we get all of the background like we learn about their family I mean aside from like you know maybe the witches back but I feel like we learn so much about their history we get to see them as little kids we are left with so many questions they had powers when they were kids we figure out how that went away and what happened situations with their mom we got to see a demon that their family had gone up against in the past like Phoebe got to meet her mom for the first time like it was just so much in that episode that I felt like it just had to be put up top. Yeah, I mean, it's my number three episode, so I'm not disagreeing with you at all that it's important and that's a, it's an amazing episode. Because the only episode I have between Love Hurts and that 70s episode is Deja Vu all over again. I just feel that the finale is so strong. I mean, we literally just recorded our conversation about it and we barely had anything bad to say because that's how yeah. strong the story is in that episode. And that's kind of why I ranked it in that order for my top three. 
yeah no i i totally understand that if i had if i had been thinking about the list the way that you intended it then i i think deja vu all over again would have been up there 100 my order definitely would have been a little bit different but i still feel like a lot of these episodes like i would have put them still on my list you know yeah i mean a lot of the episodes we named were the same episodes they just were yeah, in the same order exactly 100 and then from fear to eternity i know we both have that on ours i would say probably if i were doing it the way you did it i would have put fear to eternity closer to the end like you did but still in the top 10 something about that episode just it also like that episode kind of opens our hot streak of good episodes leading up to the end of the season because we have a couple of like not bad episodes but like less strong episodes before that Mm -hmm. um and I feel like once we hit from here to eternity the rest of the season is like banger after banger after banger exactly it was the first introduction we had with their mom you know we learn about their fears which is a big part of like of what they're doing obviously you know these demons are going to use it against them we always talk about how strong and how fearless they are and the way that they overcome it against barbus is like just amazing you know like i felt like it was a really strong episode altogether so i definitely would have put that on the list yeah absolutely and of course the witch is back like that one Mm -hmm. i felt was very there's no way that one couldn't be on here. I mean, Melinda Warren, the whole situation. Plus we had all of our Rex and Hannah drama still going on, which I was so glad once that was finally over because I couldn't yeah. stand them to be completely honest. Yeah, they're they're one of my least favorite kind of like multi-episode villain arcs. But you know, it's season one. I'll give it a pass for that reason. And they do get rid of them in the first half. So it's not like we had to deal with them all season. Um, And I'm glad they're kind of only there for 11 episodes and then we get back into something else. Exactly. Me too. Completely agree. Okay. What about your top five favorites? Those were different. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that list you know was basically it was a lot of the same episodes I think my only different one was that I had dead man dating in there and that was kind of for the reasons you said like every episode I list here we've talked about other than the power of two but we both know why we love that episode the answer is Jackson Ward (laughs) exactly no doubt so how about favorite villains all right so this list okay I feel like I'm having Well, there's, like, one on the list that, like, I guess I shouldn't really discuss my reasoning because it would be more of, like, a spoiler, which I guess I could talk about in the spoiler section, but I wouldn't want to say anything now. Is that person your number one? Of course it is. Are you kidding? It's mine, too. your number one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we both have as a number one, the Demon of Fear. Yes. Um, We won't get too much into it. Um, I mean, even from the episode we saw him in, he was pretty great. But the demon of fear does one day pop up again. We'll just say that and yeah. leave it at that until we get to the spoiler section. Exactly. But I did, I did put him as my favorite villain. Even just aside from that, even in just the episode that he's in already, I felt like he did such an amazing job at playing this character. Like he, he couldn't like he couldn't look more the part. He couldn't have acted more the part. Sounded like it. His voice 
his energy, everything about the way he's like very like I don't know. To me, he looked kind of like like flowy. Like he was just so into everything he did, everything about his demeanor. I just absolutely adored. I had to put him as my number one. Yeah, there's just something about that man and the way he like presents himself on screen that just makes a perfect villain to me. Like when I think of a villain, I think of the Demon of Fear. One hundred percent. Me too. Probably favorite villain of all time. <laughs> yes, honestly. All right. Who did you have as your number two? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> I put Javna. <laughs> Solely because of his phrase. It's, I have to say, it sticks out to me more than any other villain. He's always, always has, but it's Javna. I know it's not a real genuine reason but honestly most of the villains in season one I didn't like like I was really looking over all of them trying to even come up with a list of five and had a really hard time because most of them I absolutely hated (laughs) that's fair that's fair it was hard for me to come up with a list and I felt really horrible when I realized my all five of my villains were men I'm like I want a female villain but like I didn't really like any of the female villains really I actually had a female villain in mind do you? I'm excited to find out who it is. But my number two was my boyfriend, Jackson Ward. <laughs> I figured it would be. I totally did. I will say I do have Jackson Ward on the list, but he's a little further down. So understandable. Again, someone who just fits the part really well. Pretty Exactly. Hot like guy. everything about the way he carries himself just screams villain to me. And I just... I loved that episode. You guys know I talked so much about my crush on Jackson Ward. I won't get back into it and bore you all, but he's my number two. I under, I mean, I feel like if I had to make a comparison, he's like, to me, the human version of Barbus kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, just as like evil, but carries himself the same way. And like, I, everything about him, absolutely love. I would have loved to see those two teamed up as a pair of villains. Like what that, that could have, have done. Awesome. Oh my God. Would have knocked us to the ground. Would have been Literally. an insane episode. I know. So as number three, this is actually the female one I had. And I guess she's wasn't so much a villain, but I put the guardian of the urn. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Why? So first of all, she's so hot (laughs) second of all I liked that they had someone who was supposed to be like the like the antagonist in the episode but isn't built around like evil you know like she's not evil or good she's just there for the sole purpose of protecting this urn and willing to or like has to do whatever it takes I love how calm she is and like just the way she presents herself as not as this perfect in-between character that just has, like, just does her job, you know, does what she needs to do. And like I said, super hot. So I I had to put her on there as one of my favorite villains. Cause if I really think about it, I do. I mean, I really enjoy that episode and I really enjoy her little part that she plays in it. Yeah. To be honest, she didn't even cross my mind as like a villain, but I love that you put her. I, I, I think she's an amazing character as well. I love the, morally gray aspect to the character that exists because it's all about like you said kind of doing that job as opposed to like good and evil it's just 
stealing is wrong and I'm going to punish whoever steals. Exactly. And in the end, it's, there was no defeating her, which was cool. The idea of like everyone else, they kind of, you know, killed this demon, but her, she just did her job. They kind of reversed it and she just went right back to her post. Like, I don't know. It was just really, really cool to me. And I feel like she's forgotten about so when I was going over, I really thought about it. And I was like, yeah, I am going to put her on my list. Yeah, I'm glad you did. And I'm glad I got a chance to talk about her again in this episode. Yeah. So who'd you have as your number three? I actually had Tempest. Tempest? I hadn't, you know, I hadn't even thought about him. I made the list before we recorded the last episode. So in my mind, even though I knew Tempest was in season one, I guess I didn't really think about it. Like when I was looking over, I was like, oh, Rodriguez is the bad guy in that episode. But if I had remembered about Tempest, I think he would be on my list too. Yeah, there's something about him. I mean, I have a little crush on Tempest too, but like I just the way he's like so powerful and knows it and like his little defeat at the end is funny to me, but like the way he's just so calm and like judging him like he just reminds me of like your grumpy old grandpa who like knows you're doing something wrong that's kind of what I like about it yeah I I totally agree honestly if I if I gave it a if I had thought about him he would totally have been on there I everything for the same exact reasons you just said for some reason like I don't know why but he totally does remind me like or give me vibes of like our own grandfather you know like pop pop with his like (laughs) just the grumpiness and just the like I don't really care what you guys have to say it's just like there's something so like adorable in that way to me and like admirable even though it's weird because I feel like and I don't know if this is going to sound wrong but I feel like on anyone else or like a maybe a younger person I wouldn't see that as like a good thing but for some reason I really respect it coming from these like coming from him you know and like Tempest yeah no I totally agree So for my number four, of course, I had Jackson Ward for, you know, the same reasons we've already discussed. I'm not going to repeat, you know, we don't have to repeat ourselves, but I did put him as my number four on the list. Nice. I have the shadow as number four. Okay. I was going to put the shadow on my list, but I didn't know if like that would have made sense. Okay. Why did you put the shadow? So I like the way that it's connected to the house. I liked the way it overtook Phoebe in that episode. I found its powers and kind of its like spreading of chaos to be really interesting. As we know, it's connected to the spiritual nexus and I'm interested to see how the shadow may or may not reappear in the future and kind of what that darkness entails because I'm interested in darkness spreading and I think that's what kind of really draws me to the idea of this shadow demon. Okay, that's pretty much exactly why I was going to put him on my list. That makes so much sense because I was trying to think of like, okay, well, what is it that I'm going to say though? Like, what is it that draws me to him? Because there's something about it that like, I really do love that demon, like, or the shadow, whatever it is, but I didn't really know. I was like, maybe I'm just doing it because, you know, I love that episode. So (laughs) I think looking back, I would have put that as my number five or even maybe even higher on the list, but he's not on there I I don't know (laughs) I really I really do love that you had him on there for all the same reasons yeah so who do you have as your number five so for number five 
I was really gonna leave that blank because I just couldn't think of anyone. I mean, aside from the shadow, that was pretty much my plan was just to leave that blank because I, I couldn't think of anyone. So I thought really hard and I was like, if I had to, and this isn't a character I like, if I had to rate someone like next in line, I think I would put Matthew from the Melinda Warren episode. I didn't put Matthew and I should have because I when I got to number five, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, there are no other like villains I really, really love. Who can I pick? It like yeah. was such a hard decision. I was like going back and forth and I ended up choosing Gabriel. Oh, you know what? He crossed my mind, but I was like, I think between Gabriel and Matthew, neither of which are like at all my top choices, but it was between those two for my number five. And so yeah. I ended up going with Matthew. Honestly, I, I would go with either of them for my number five because I feel like they're both very like run-of-the-mill type of villains. The reason I ended up going with Gabriel because I like that he had the true evil of him. Like I really think back to that moment where he killed Helena to kind of like prove to Prue that he didn't give a fuck. And like, so that's kind of why I chose him because I was like, I love that there's that pure evil there. Mm -hmm. And I also liked how calculated he was throughout the episode as well. Yeah, I totally understand that. I, I could see how, you know, Gabriel would be up there 100%. For me, I, I don't really know why I ended up going with Matthew, but I think it was something about his attitude and his confidence that... And how sexy it was when he kissed Melinda, even though it was low-key oh, creepy. Oh, hell yeah. Like, first of all, he was super hot, but second of all for some reason his confidence like it didn't bother me the way that the demons usually do like their cockiness I'm usually like all right like whatever but for some reason with Matthew it was almost charming and I didn't hate it you know and he felt a little more human in a way and I like that you know he had this connection to the family and the sisters and Melinda Warren and that he was this demon from way back when you know mm -hmm. and um, I don't know everything about it was just pretty perfect to me so I ended up choosing him. So I guess from here let's go to our main characters and kind of what we think on them and their season one storylines. I guess let's start with Prue the oldest sister. All right so for Prue, I was thinking about all the changes in her from day one. And I kind of noticed that in the beginning, like it, or it almost seemed like fighting these demons and accepting her destiny and everything almost loosened her up a little bit. In the beginning, she felt very like she was still this admirable, independent, strong woman, and she still is, but it felt like she was very by the book, like the boss, like in charge of things and slowly started to loosen up and trust her sister's sides more, built that relationship with Phoebe, which also helped her like calm down. She kind of opened up more to Andy and we see more of a uh, like a goofier kind of side of her that we didn't really see it towards the beginning. And I just love the way that from beginning to end, like you do see that change in her. You see her power growth, which felt right, like, you know, right in the middle or a little later in season one where they have her start using her hands. It just felt perfectly timed, you know? I mentioned in our first recording 
that in previous watches, Prue has never been a favorite character of mine, but I've definitely, she's grown on me a lot more in this watch. And part of it has been our conversations. And I think the other part of it is just that I'm older now. And so I understand her character more than I did like as a little kid watching the show. But I found her journey in season one really relatable, really interesting. All the responsibilities she's taken on in her life and kind of how that's impacted her and her personality. I think we get some really interesting insights into the other parts of her that exist in which Prue is it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, we also see that, like you mentioned, in her relationship in, with Andy throughout the season and how she's able to open up with him so much more than she is anyone else. I loved seeing kind of her forgiveness and connection to Phoebe grow throughout the season. I've always loved her connection with Piper and how close the two of them are, how dedicated she is to her job and the way she's working so hard to find this balance between like doing the greater good and kind of keeping her family afloat with this job that is the highest paying job in her family. And I'm really interested to see where she goes. I know in the finale, you know, we kind of have that moment at the end where she seems very calm and like she's collected and I hope that that's true growth in her as opposed to her kind of like going back to her old ways of hiding her feelings and keeping things inside um yeah. I'm excited to see how we open up with her on season two and how she continues to grow as a person there me too I can't wait to see how her story continues I wonder if it gets to or at least I hope it gets to a point where um because, I mean, like I said, she's loosened up. She's learning to trust her sisters more and learn that they can handle things without her now. You know, like she doesn't have to be responsible for everyone all the time. But then again, she's still oldest sister, still saving, helping them save their own lives every day. And on top of that, in the real world or, you know, in the human world, having this job that pretty much runs the household. So she still does have a lot of responsibility on her back. And especially now that Piper isn't going to be working anymore, or, you know, not there at least, I wonder how in the future she, if those responsibilities for her ever calm down, you know, if she ever gets a chance to free herself up and maybe do something that she really wants to do and make herself happy, or if she's going to find a new love interest after Andy if Andy's going to come back, how she's going to react with Andy's death, if she's going to heal. I have a lot of questions for Prue and um, what's going to continue for her in the future seasons. Yeah, I'm wondering the same exact things, especially when it comes to like, will she love again? Um, you know, is Andy coming back as a white lighter and will they still be together? Will she, you know, not be able to move on? I'm interested in those things. I'm also interested in, like you were saying, her personal growth, um, what's going to happen with her and this, her sisters, how her powers might continue to grow and how she might develop as this witch. I think we've seen her a lot throughout this season as kind of like the strongest one and like the leader. So I want to know if that's going to continue or if another sister might step into that role and kind of what's going to go on with that as well. Exactly. Um, anything else you have to say for Prue? Um, no, I think we can move on to Piper if you're ready to do that. Yeah, definitely. I kind of felt that of all the characters, Piper, I wouldn't say had the least development because she totally did have a major development, but in a different way. I felt that her personality stayed 
more intact than any of the other sisters throughout the season. Like her goals and everything were the same from the start. Her interests, the way she feels about love, her kind of being the middle sister still to the end, like this in between, this buffer for Prue and Phoebe. She's still the one that's closest to each one of them and kind of the least opinionated. I still feel that she's a very strong character, but I feel like throughout the season, she did keep her role pretty much there. But I must say, as far as her mentality changing, like she has become so much more confident, so much more of an independent woman. And I like finally starting to stick up for herself a little more use her own voice, live her own life. I mean, at the end, we end with her deciding to leave and pursue her own dream. And we have her love interest that we know is going to, is obviously important, like going to be a main character. I can't wait to see how that plays out, how her chasing this restaurant dream plays out. And I'm just so proud of like the person that she's grown into and the confidence she's gained throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in this watch, I mean, we've said it multiple times, but I found myself relating so much to Piper. I've mentioned it several times, but Piper's the same age as me. So that's part of it. I think it's also the fact that the way she is about romance is similar to how I am. The way she kind of has a harder time standing up for herself. Like, I'm the same way, like when it comes to my family, like it's very easy for me to like insert myself into things and like say my opinion and that stuff. But when it comes to like outside relationships and especially in like work or friendships, like it's a lot harder for me to be confrontational. So I get where she comes from in a lot of those scenes and kind of seeing her learn to stand up for herself and take charge of her life and, you know, make that decision to quit her job and pursue her true dream there. Um, is really inspirational to me. And I loved seeing that growth and development in her because we saw her at the beginning of season one, she wanted that chef job. And then she falls into that managerial job and doesn't really know how to say no to it or to say no to her boss until, you know, she finally realizes, well, if I keep doing this, I'm never going to get what I want. And I liked that realization and that she did something about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Even though it did take longer for her, it felt it felt really right, you know, with the growth of her character, that slow progression of like, oh, each time she stands up for herself a little more, she uses her voice a little bit more. Like it felt like a good progression from the beginning to the end of her kind of becoming this more confident woman. And I can't wait to see like her personality change and how her life changes. Like I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. Yeah, and I'm also interested in the way that like her personality change that we're talking about, I think a lot of it connects to her getting into magic and realizing her power in that world and then taking that idea and applying it to her human world as well. Exactly. I, I completely agree. I think that helped her grow a lot and I can't wait to see that as her powers grow, she does too, you know, like she has her own personal growth and I mean, that's kind of what happens, right? As you have your personal growth, that's when all of them started getting stronger powers, you know, like you get them when you're ready kind of thing. It's just their destiny or whatever. So I like the way that they have their personal lives and their real lives coincide with their magical world as well. Yeah, absolutely. How about for Phoebe? 
Yeah. So Phoebe, I love seeing how much we learn about her throughout the season. It's interesting because she's kind of the third build actress, but I kind of feel like Phoebe is the main character if I had to pick one. And I think that's why Phoebe is so many people's favorite. I would have to say the same for her, 100%. I don't know what it is about her, but something sticks out. Especially, I mean, I guess, I mean, I know you relate to Piper the most, but to me, Phoebe's the one that I would 100% relate to the most. I think our attitudes are very similar. I've always, I don't know, I've always kind of naturally just been a person who says what they have to say, like, doesn't really care. Sometimes it gets me into trouble. Same thing with Phoebe, like, it just feels like I'm also like one of the youngest siblings, you know, like I'm basically the, I'm the youngest in my household basically. And that wild child spirit from Phoebe, I also relate to that and how it was, but also the way that she cares about people, it's so genuine, you know, like she, even from the start, she tried to kind of hide that in herself a little more, or at least the show tried to make it seem like she wasn't this you know, big, high-spirited person, but she seems to be the one who loves the hardest and cares the most. Like, we see that in so many episodes, like, even in, um, uh, from Fear to Eternity, where her biggest fear was losing her two sisters, you know, the way that she cared about Andy so much in the finale, just everything, you know, growing up without her parents, it seemed like she just, all she wants in this world is to be loved and for everyone to be happy. She's really good at defending her sisters, fighting for them. I think her character development from the very beginning where they portrayed her more as this careless person, we've seen such a change from her into this mature person. Her relationship with Prue is developed, even her relationship with Piper. You see, and I'm really excited because we even find out in the power of two that she wants to start working. So I can't wait for her to go on her own journey of finding a job or figuring out what she wants to do in life. Like I've just got so much, like I'm looking forward to seeing that from Phoebe. I really am. Yeah, me too. I feel like we've seen so much personal growth, so much magical growth. You know, Phoebe was the one who started with the interest in magic and has really been focused on being a spell writer and being an amazing witch. And she's the one who's always making the connections in the episodes. I mean, we pointed that out time and time again. She's the one always figuring out the way to stop the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested in seeing how that and all of the personality traits in her, like you mentioned, she is the most caring person. When is Phoebe going to get a real love interest? We had a one episode love interest for her, but I want an ongoing storyline for Phoebe. That is exactly what I am waiting for as well. And it kind of surprises me because we did get that from two of the sisters, but not for her. I mean, we had Clay, obviously, so we know that there was some sort of history. And then I guess maybe in Out of Sight, there was some sort of connection building between her and Brent. But um, yeah, we haven't had like a real love interest for her. And when is that going to happen for us? I know. But other things I'm looking forward to, I mean, you know, you mentioned her finding a career. I'm really interested in seeing Phoebe kind of go from young woman who's done a million things and was this big city girl to kind of like figuring out who she wants to be and kind of what she wants her adult life to be. So I'm really excited for her to take that journey and I'm excited to go on it with her. 
I totally agree. Um, honestly, I feel like for all of these characters, we have so much to look forward to from all the sisters. There is a lot that's still going on. I mean, they drop little hints like that in the middle of the season, like her talking about wanting to get a job or finding a career. Like, so I'm sure we can imagine that something like that will happen for her eventually. And I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited to go on this journey for all of them. Yeah. How about magical wise? So for the three sisters, kind of the power of three magic, what are we looking forward to going um, beyond season one? So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing whatever this higher evil is. Um, Obviously, you know, they talk about it a little bit and hint at it. So we know that we are going to get something like that in the future. And seeing the sisters the way they are right now, they've only ever fought like these. I mean, they always seem to figure things out, but I'm excited to see them really have to put their minds together and use their powers and figure out plans for these things and the development. I can't wait to see how their power changes, like each sister, if they develop anything new. I don't know. I I feel like they're going to grow really strong together and I just can't wait to see how it happens. Yeah, me too. So how about for Andy? So Andy's storyline. So I started out, you know, I remember saying in our intro episode that I was interested in the copaganda and whether they're trying to promote like cops are heroes, cops are the best people ever. And there was definitely a lot of that in season one. There was moments with Andy where, you know, in the beginning, I was very interested in him and very loving towards him. Um, I was really into his relationship with Prue. Again, that chemistry between Shannon Doherty and T.W. King is astounding on screen. And early on, I was very invested in that relationship. Of course, we had the middle of the season where I was not a fan of Andy after he abused his power. It took me a while to forgive him, but slowly he did earn back my trust and respect. And by the time we got to his end of the season, him figuring out their magic, him giving up his job in order to protect Prue and the sisters, his continuing to work with them in order to stop evil, and of course, his sacrificing his life in order for them to continue their destiny. Andy's an amazing character. I love his piece of season one. I hope that we'll get more Andy storylines in the future. I don't know if we will. He has passed away, obviously, but in a magical world, you never know if that's truly the end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it wasn't for Leo. He became that white lighter. Who knows? Maybe we will end up seeing more of Andy, and I totally agree. I totally hope so. I feel that he died a hero. I agree with everything that you were saying. He did have that slip up that came from a place of frustration, which doesn't make it okay, but made it a little more understandable, I guess. I I felt like you could see the effort he was putting and saw that he genuinely did care, genuinely was there for all three of the girls, not just Prue and um, the way he just protected them till the end. And like you said, sacrificed his life, his job, everything. Like he, he was willing to go so far for the greater good and, you know, for the sisters. And I felt that he was a really strong character in season one. And I'm, I'm so glad that we got to have him as one of our main characters. I wish that 
maybe it could have worked out between Prue and Andy, but I do understand, you know, where the show was coming from when they had that not work out, like had that kind of go a different way, but you can still see up until the end them they even say I love you before he passes away he kisses her up in that little heaven scene that love never went away for each other and I wish it could have worked out between them I wish we could have seen something like that and maybe in the future if there's if he does become a white lighter then we can see something like that develop because at that point he'd have no way to avoid magic (laughs) exactly it would be part of his life he would no longer be like oh uh you know Family. I want to go home. I to... want to have a normal life. Exactly. He couldn't. He couldn't say that anymore. So, I guess for Andy, we just we love you so much. You have our hearts. We ship you and Prue together. It will always be you and Prue, forever. My favorite. We love you. We're gonna miss you. Yes, we love you. We're gonna miss you. Um, this is our little tribute to Andy right here. Thank you for an amazing season one. We hope to see you again in the future, but we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So um, I also was thinking about Daryl. And I really like the role he plays throughout the season. Kind of like a subtle bat character, but still pretty important, you know, as Andy's partner, the second main cop we see on the show we can see that Daryl really is another version of Andy, you know, who cares truly about his job and does it for a good reason, a good purpose. He's a good guy. Even though he doesn't know what's going on, he's there for his partner. He's there to save lives. He even, you know, helps out the sisters if he needs to. I know we get some attitude and maybe some unhinged little comments from him, but I can't say I don't respect him and find them funny sometimes. I feel like he's got a really good attitude and he never takes things to a point where it's like, okay, like, forget it. I don't like you anymore. You know, overall, just a great character. And I really hope that we get to see him become more important in the future since we do know that he's not going to be completely out of the show or anything so I hope that he becomes more involved in the sisters lives and I can't wait to see how that goes yeah I agree with you you know at the beginning of season one of course you know I went into it having seen the show before so of course there was a part of me that was like ah Daryl but I was trying to let him grow on me as if I were a first-time viewer and it was very easy for that to happen over the course of the season I mean we open up And I was already, you know, drawn to him as the person who's skeptical about magic. I thought that was an interesting character to kind of have him and Andy play off each other in that way. I loved watching their bond grow over the course of the season. And of course, I grew to love Daryl over the course of the season as well. By the time we got to that finale and he was there backing his partner, I was in full support of that connection and of Daryl himself. I really hope to see more and more of him in future episodes. I'm interested in seeing when, how, and if he will find out the truth about magic and the sisters and what will happen then. Yeah, me too. I really hope that he does. And especially being that this whole time he was the character that was like, magic? No, no way. You know, like knowing that he's going to become more of a main character. We can assume that he'll probably end up finding out eventually, but I wonder how that's going to go, how he's going to react, how that ends up, you know, if it happens that, you know, 
that he's understanding. Um, I'm just really looking forward to seeing him in the future. Yeah, and I'm hoping to learn more about his personal life because we only know about him as a cop right now. So I'd love to know yeah. if he has a love interest or what goes on. Does he have a family? Like, we know nothing about him. That's true. Yeah, I can't wait to find out more about Daryl's personal life. I hadn't really thought about it. I guess knowing the show, I already know that information. But as a first-time viewer, you don't know it right away. So yeah, I can't wait to find out his backstory, maybe where he comes from. All right. Are we ready to talk about the worst men? <laughs> That's what I think. Okay. All right. So this is the list I came up with. If I'm missing anyone, just let me know and then we can rank them. So I have on here the dream sorcerer, Roger, Josh, Alec, Rex, Loman, Chef Harry, and then I have Andy question mark and Victor question mark. You put Andy on there? He had his bad moment. <laughs> oh my God. I think you're missing. Did you say Rodriguez? I did not put Rodriguez on the list. <laughs> you better put his name down. I'm putting his name down right now. And also, did you say Chef Moore? No, Chef Moore. Oh, and the manager, right? Yes. What was his name? I don't even know. I'm just putting the manager. <laughs> the manager yep okay all right so let's rank them who do we think was the worst so i honestly they're all absolutely horrible should we go I, with the dream sorcerer since he's low-key a literal like rapey guy i guess so i guess that would make sense i mean yeah, so we'll go that, number one dream sorcerer yeah number one we'll say the dream sorcerer I don't know. For me, since Rodriguez killed Andy, I had to put him up close. We have to put him up to the top, like somewhere up close. I mean, he I'm killed... thinking number three for Rodriguez. Yeah, probably three. All right. So we got, I'm thinking number two is Rex, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah. Rex for sure. I was going to say that too. I was going to say, I think next would have to be Rex. All around disgusting. Hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. I think number four, I'm going to go Alec. Yeah, I agree. Number five? Loman. Loman, all right. Six, are we feeling Roger? Yeah. Honestly, maybe Roger would even be higher up there. I mean, not only was he this horrible, like, misogynistic boss or whatever, but he, I mean, he treated crew like shit and lied about phoebe trying to get with him which is like gross spreading information like that there's a lot wrong with roger i have to say at least loman was just trying to get his story yeah i might reverse them i'm gonna put roger as five loman as six yeah chef harry is number seven chef harry was that his name that was the one who uh had the shorts and was a dick to piper and all that oh yeah isn't that the the manager no, no, the manager is the one who was uh, yelling at her in the one episode where she, like, that told him he had a tiny dick. Oh, yeah, okay. But, so the one in the shorts that I was talking about, that's Chef Moore, I thought. No, Chef Moore is the one who hired her at the restaurant and then quit and was the douchey French guy from episode one. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that was not that big a deal. I think I was thinking of Chef Harry when I put Chef Moore. Oh, okay. So yeah, do we want to put 
the manager is number eight then after Chef yes. Harry. Yes. Okay. Then I'm thinking Chef Moore, number nine. Yes. Josh, number 10. Yeah. Victor, number 11. Yeah. And then Andy at 12. And he's way below these other douchey guys. I'll say that yeah. for a fact, but I'm putting him on the list because he had some bad behavior. Just because of, you know, his bad behavior that he did that I can't lie. That definitely was a problem. The abuse of power, not okay. So our official rankings of the worst men of season one, we got the dream sorcerer, Rex, Rodriguez, Alec, Roger, Loman, Chef Harry, the manager, Chef Moore, Josh, Victor, and Andy. Sounds good to me. Makes Sounds sense. Sounds good to me too. All right. Now we're going to get into some spoilers. So if you are a first time viewer, turn it off now. Yes. If you don't want to hear it. All right. So what are some plots you're looking forward to? So I'm really looking forward to the Phoebe and college plot. It's one of my favorite plot lines in the show. And I, I, I put that season two. Too. I'm really looking forward to seeing my thoughts on Piper and Dan and what I think this time around, because I know that's coming. Me too. Oh my God. I forget. Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to the whole Piper, Dan and Leo, like trio kind of thing, but yeah, I wonder if I'm going to feel differently this time around once we like actually analyze it. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in Prue's storyline in season two. I think in season two, she does end up quitting Buckland's towards the end. Yeah. So I'm interested in that and that development. Um, I'm excited to see Bane because I know he comes in season two. I know. Can't wait. What else am I really looking forward to? I'm, of course, looking forward to Daryl finding out about magic and how his character grows in season two. Yeah. So are we only talking about like season two plots? We can talk about anything we want in the spoiler section. Okay. Okay. So for season two, I have to say I'm looking forward to, first of all, everything you're saying. Yeah. Piper and Leah don't get married till season three, but I can't wait for their like love to develop in season two and the whole other love interest with Dan like you said Phoebe starting to go to college is one of my favorite storylines and I can't wait to see it and of course we know that Cole is going to be coming in soon as well once Phoebe does start going to school well she he doesn't come um, until season three episode one so we still have a whole nother season without Cole really oh. I always think it's in season two but it's in season three wow that's miserable you know okay well Either way, I can't wait for that anyways. As you know, Cole is my, Cole and Phoebe are just my all-time forever loves. Like, I, I can't get enough of them. Prue, I'm excited for her to develop her new career and get into photography and all of that happening for her. Piper starting to get P3, get the club going. That's a really fun storyline for me too. Again, with Daryl finding more about his life, him finding out about the sisters and their connection together. I feel kind of bad for the first time viewers that were like, you know, trying to be like, oh, maybe Andy comes back as a white later. But like, we know that he does. <laughs> I know. We were just like playing with their emotions. Yeah, we were totally fucking with them. <laughs> also, later 
for later in the show. I'm really looking forward to. So while we've been watching the beginning seasons, I also like, so when we started, I was already in the middle of watching the show. So I like, I'll watch the episodes that we're supposed to watch for recording, but then I'll go to the whatever episode I'm on and watch that. And like, I see so many things that I'm like, I can't wait till we get to this season because like in the later seasons, there's so much more with their personal lives and their magical lives that go on. Like it just gets so intense and I'm so excited for us to get to it. Like, first of all, I mean, I wouldn't say looking forward to this, but I'm looking forward to talking about it and analyzing the whole situation of like Prue dying. Yeah. And that whole episode, which is just probably one of my favorites like it's just all around played really well and Paige entering of course her part in all of this I'm looking forward to seeing Grams and their mom more and things like that I can't wait for Chris and Wyatt to be introduced yeah I'm excited and like making more of those connections to the history and the future um you know we kind of brought up the idea of born being born in the house so I want to talk about differences between Phoebe and Wyatt when we get to that yeah Oh yeah, like the whole Nexus thing in the power. Um, I know that that's gonna come back into the show and we're gonna hear more about that. Of course, I can't wait to see more of Barbus, my yes. favorite. I can't wait for him to come in. And I'm really excited for them to get their new powers and Me too. talk about Me that. Too. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, obviously there's just so much more, but I feel like those are the plots that I'm most looking forward to coming up and discussing. Oh, and magic school. Oh yeah, magic school too. And of course the idea that, I mean, in season one, it's very like week by week plot lines. I'm excited to see more ongoing plot lines. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And you see a lot more of that uh, later in the show. Mm -hmm. So I am really excited about that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us, or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com and join us back next time for season two, episode one, Witch Trial.